Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Commentarians. Is this Prairie Home Companion? Husband Bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick, this to me is like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. Stop listening right now and go watch Firefly. Hey, this is my podcast. I'm sorry, sorry, Joe. <laughs> We are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survived, and there's a God who heals of these wounds. Jesus isn't about the isms. Uh, he's about his kingdom. Because it is kind of like this idea that Jesus died for all of our sins, except when you have sex. And Jesus doesn't cover that. Well, hey everyone, it's Nathan, this month's host of Coming Attractions, and I'm here with your feature host joe zaragoza the ever-loved amazing man who's keeping this thing going oh stop <laughs> well you know i i feel like i should you you have been doing a lot to keep this this going uh, um, yeah i thank you for bringing it back so i i love doing this it's such a great uh podcast that uh, truly and I, I, again the love i am getting from uh listeners is just overwhelming so that that's good. Yeah, I, I yeah. If you're getting good feedback, I, I definitely want to. She send that this way too. I want to see what we're hearing. <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of kind of the gatekeeper on on the commentary and stuff. Yeah. So uh, no, we uh, no, we're I I love the show, and I, I'm I'm glad to to be back doing a, a coming attractions. So um, this week you have or this week this month. Uh, you're bringing back a, a fan favorite, Adam Thrope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this month we're doing The Prince of Egypt, and uh, I re-released the uh, very first commentarians uh, ever released, which was The Passion of the Christ. And so I figured who better to have back for uh, this month uh, than him. Adam Thrope, who is an elder at his church, the church that uh, I came to know Christ at. And uh, yeah, we're doing this, uh, which we've been wanting to do for a long time, right? Like, we were excited about uh, this movie, Prince of Egypt. Well, I mean, it's it's a quality film, uh, not just, and, you know, because what I, I kind of find it interesting that, you know, Christian cinema tends to to be lacking but this is a uh, you know this is not done by a christian producer it's not done by a, a christian film company um and it, it's actually you know one of the jewish stories and i guess i mean i guess it's spielberg so that kind of makes sense i guess right um and so but the production on it was great the animation was fantastic um one of the things I remember, uh, and I don't know how accurate this is, but I know that there was a lot of press that the hieroglyphics were supposed to be uh, to be accurate. Yeah. Um, what was great about this is that uh, they actually, when they made the movie, when they finished the movie, they actually showed it, screened it for uh, Jewish and Christian theologians to okay. check its accuracy. And they were very satisfied. Uh, there were a couple of things that weren't accurate, but were, of course, done for storytelling purposes. Uh, but they overall, the message of the movie and the storytelling, uh, they were very happy with. So it is 
pretty accurate to what the Bible says. So that's pretty impressive. And I should mention that you're right. Uh, as far as Christian cinema is lacking, uh, and the, again, this isn't done by a Christian studio, but there have been some Christian stories told by secular filmmakers that also kind of have a lacking. I think like, uh, uh, I think they made an Exodus movie, which is this one actually, uh, starring Christian Bale, that was not well received. And then right, there was right. the story of the flood. I forget which one was that one. It was Noah. Yeah, yeah, and, I, I do remember that. Well, now, now I will say, apparently, a lot of the the material for Noah was based on uh, kind of the. Uh, kind of uh, some more of the Talmudic ideas and, and some of those folklore stories that are not recorded in the Bible. But yeah, it was, it was not received well at all by, uh, well, most people. Sure. And I think the problem with that is that in those movies, God is very distant and God isn't really ever present because they try to make it more for a secular audience. You know, and so mm -hmm. when you have a very Christian or Jewish or monotheistic uh, movie where there is a God, but you try to sh do it for an audience that isn't necessarily a monotheistic audience, you're trying to please everyone. You're trying to please the believers and the non-believers, and it all just turns out to be kind of a mess. And I think that yeah. this is where this movie is successful is that this is a Jewish movie. It is made by secular studio by a secular studio which means that it has the capacity to have the artistic uh, talent behind it. But also it's true to the story. There is a god and it is the one true god. And so it's successful in, on both sides. Yes. Yes. Well, and, and one of the things that you mentioned um, was was it, it included material that's not expressly in the biblical narrative. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you, you said it was for storytelling elements. And the, what I think was really great about that, because I, I'm trying to remember how old I was when this movie came out. I want to say uh, I was in my teens. Do you have the date on when it was Yeah, released? it's Prince of Egypt from 1998. 98, so... Yeah, so I would have been, I'll say, 80, yeah, so I was about 15 when this movie came out, 15 or 16. And I do remember hearing, you know, all growing up, you know, we hear, uh, at least in the church I was at, I heard, I was told often that, you know, Moses grew up in the courts of Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. But I, we, you know, 20, 20th century, 21st century, we have no idea what that looks like. Right. And so the idea that, not only was in the courts of Pharaoh, but also that, you know, he was the brother of this other prince. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it really brought it to life and it, it made it make sense that, oh, yes, the in the biblical narrative, it's just a couple lines. But in reality, for Moses, it was several years. Right. So and, and several years. Yeah. Well, and, and several years of knowing these people as his family. Mm hmm. So that's it, it, that 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 actually, you know, so I, I don't think they did anything wrong in the uh, the portrayal uh, by by adding that information. But uh, but yeah, so it, so it does go outside the text a little bit in that respect. But they did it in a in a in a way that that 
made the story more, uh, I don't even want to say palatable because palatable, it was not ever, I don't think it was ever unpalatable, but uh, it was more, um, more rich. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, I, I'm really excited about this because, uh, on my other podcast, Drinking at Bible Study, we just went through Leviticus and I've been blown away by the Old Testament God, this new perspective that I have after reading that book. And so I'm really interested in looking at this story through a Jewish perspective rather than this 2020, especially 20th century, 21st century Christian point of view of, mm-hmm. of a Jewish story. You know, we tend to uh, add Jesus into everything when we read the Old Testament. And yeah. I'm really fascinated at how much more, not richer, but how much more you get when you have the Christian perspective, but then when you look at it through the Jewish perspective as well. What did they know at the time? Mm-hmm. What were they reading? What were they experiencing at the time when they were telling this story, when they were living through this story? They didn't know that there was going to be a Messiah like Jesus. They didn't know that their Messiah was going to be crucified. So we're really adding that to the old, uh, you know, Jewish stories. Yes. Yeah. We, we do read that into Exodus, Exodus because, uh, you know, we, you know, they don't even talk about the Messiah. The, the first mention of, of the Messiah is, is Hannah in, in first Samuel. Right. So we're talking several books later and several years later, you know, several, you know, you can, you can read through the Bible in a year, but several years later, Mm-hmm. Uh, f- for the people who were experiencing it. Yeah. And another thing that I'm really, really interested in is the idea of other gods. Because uh, in the in Genesis, when uh, Adam and Eve, uh, you know, sin and are kicked out of uh, Eden, the, God says that they, that, or, you know, God says that he gives the other nations or, you know, two lesser gods. He, well, there's, I don't remember what the wording is, but he makes mention of lesser gods. Yeah. And in this book, I mean, in the story, we have a mention of the other um, Egyptian gods. And we, of course, in the modern day, we think of there, there is only one god, the Christian God, and that there's no such thing as other gods. And of course, we that might be the case. But I think that in those days, when they talk about those other gods, they didn't see them as non-existent or as made up. They saw right. them as evil gods, as well, other yeah. gods that they worshipped, and we belong to this God, and he is the one God above all yeah. other gods. Absolutely, absolutely, and and that's one thing that I find very interesting, and and even in, in Genesis, uh, twelve twelve, and this is, I mean, not to get too much crazy into theology here. I know this is a movie podcast, but we do talk <laughs> about God as well, of course. But you know, one of the things that's kind of mind blowing, and and I, I I spoke with Emily, uh, you know, who's on the other podcast, Faith and Other Oddities, but we we've talked about how it's really wild when you realize that. You know when when God when God says He's going to take the firstborn of Egypt, uh, you know we we 
here in our Christian tradition, oh, he sent the angel of death. But in 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 Exodus twelve twelve, he says, on that same night, I will pass through. I he says, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn. Mm. That's God talking. Yeah. And then he says, I will bring judgment on all of the gods of Egypt. So, I mean, either either God is is actually saying there are other spiritual beings that I'm going to pass judgment on, and he they might be lesser gods. They might, you know, well, however when you want to think about that. But he's saying he's going to strike down the firstborn, and he's saying that he's going to pass judgment on the other gods. And if we take God seriously, then he's passing judgment on somebody. He's not just playing theater. Mm-hmm. It, it, because it, we tend to think, oh, well, if there are no other gods, if there's no other spiritual beings who have any authority in the world, then what God says there is is a is useless statement. Right. So, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'll, I'll get off of my... No, my I mean... But, theological train here. <laughs> no, but that that's what I mean, is that when we think of uh, our modern-day understanding of the spiritual realm... It's very oversimplified. Simpli- uh, oh, yeah. And yeah. it just seems that, in especially in the Old Testament stories, and when I look at Luke, the book of Luke, and you see how much interaction Jesus has with Satan and how Satan is ever-present in trying to ruin God's plan. And in the Old Testament, how these other gods, how the other nations worship these other gods and they're Mm -hmm. corrupting them and how those other gods are corrupting Israel. The, the spiritual realm seems much more populated and complicated and complex than we could ever imagine. You know, the way that in Judith, I mean, in Job, how, what a casual, you know, relationship Satan and God have that they just have this little conversation like, you know, over Job. And uh, granted that might just be a literary tool. I I don't think that's a literary tool. And, but we also have to understand like the ancient Jewish understanding of, of who Satan was. Satan wasn't like a name. It was, it was okay. Now we're getting just way out there. No, of course, but this wasn't where I expected to go, but, (laughs) but here's what, where I take it. But it was kind of an office within God's divine workers, or his, it were the people who were in the unseen realm. Mm-hmm. Now, to t- to take it back to the gospel, I, I just want to point this out really quick, and this is kind of something that that I observed. I don't know if anyone else has, but you know, uh, after um, after Jesus' baptism, he goes off in the wilderness, right? Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that to me, kind of in the text, kind of proves that Jesus was human. Right. Uh, you know, he was 100% human, 100% divine. And that if if Satan knew that Jesus was was not human, I don't think he would have bothered tempting him. Right. And the fact that he stood up to it showed that he was divine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's there's a lot of stuff revealed in that little passage. And, it, and you know, so to me, that, that, that reveals 
two things, you know, Christ divinity and his and his humanness all in one spot. But yeah, when I mean, you talked about Satan's involvement in the gospels, that's always what I think about is is that temptation in the desert. So yeah. Um so anyway, uh I think we've gotten kind of far afield. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, in, uh, we may have, but I just wanted to bring that up because I w- we will be talking about that, about the Egyptian gods and how they were seen back in those days, how God how or how the Bible portrays them, as opposed to our modern understanding of there's just one God and all other false gods that aren't real. It's really much more complicated than that, and uh, I really want to—I think that this movie is a perfect place to bring that up. It is. It's a beautiful launching point for that idea, and I'm excited to to hear the conversation Yeah, um, because I I had no idea that you guys were going to go there. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I'm taking it there. Well, I I, I love it. (laughs) Okay, so let's uh, get a little bit of information here. Prince of Egypt from 1998, rated PG, uh, starring Val Kilmer, Ralph Fiennes, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, Jeff Goldblum, Danny Glover. I mean, it goes on and on. Patrick Stewart, Helen Mirren, Steve Martin, and Martin Short, who are the two, Martin Short and Steve, uh, Steve Martin, are the only two people who actually sing their own parts. Everybody else has other people singing their characters' songs, but mm-hmm. they actually sing their own song, and it is a great number. I so, cannot believe I forgot how many people were in this I movie. know, right? So it's directed by Brandon, uh, Brenda Chapman and written by Philip uh, Lezebnik. And, uh, yeah, so it got an 80% from Rotten Tomatoes, and a, uh, that's the critic rating, and 76% from an audience score, so it is certified fresh. Um, I got a couple of um, uh, reviews here uh, from Washington Post. Stephen Hunter said, the, movie, the movie's proudest accomplishment is that it revises our vision, our, our, our version of Moses uh, towards something more I- immediate and believable, more humanly uh, knowable. Yeah. And then a bad review from Liam Lacey from The Globe. Uh, he says, takes itself too seriously. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know what you'd expect from biblical material. But, I know. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love this movie. I think that the animation is gorgeous. Uh, I think that the the voice acting is incredible. I think that now in modern day we can criticize it because this is an Egyptian. These are Egyptian characters and Hebrew characters, but all the actors are white. So uh, maybe not as PC as we would like it, but I don't know. This is an amazing movie. I, I love it. it- it's it's, it's, beautiful. it's very well done. I do remember my one biggest criticism of it the last time I watched it was that the camels don't walk like camels. They walk like horses. <laughs> um, right, right. You can take that for what you will. Um, but that is, you know, that's not how camels walk. So. Yeah, so there you go. So a, a lot of problems, we should say, with this movie. <laughs> yeah, so, you know... I mean, why are you even bothering with it other than it's amazing? (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. I just think that this is – I'm so much more fascinated nowadays with Old Testament theology 
with mythology and storytelling. I'm so excited about this movie and talking about it. And it's going to it's going to be one of those discussions where we're not just talking about what's going on on screen. We're going to be yeah. having real discussions where even if you're not watching, you're going to get a lot of a lot out of it. So I'm super excited and I hope you guys join us for it. Excellent. Well, I can't wait for it personally. I mean, and, and I'm even getting like kind of an inside track on this. So I'm I'm excited and I, I actually recently re-listened to because you did repost the uh, the Passion of the Christ episode. Uh Adam is uh very astute as far as his ability to to pull information out of a film and out of a narrative make it understandable, make it relatable, make it practical. Absolutely. And so I'm excited. I'm super excited to hear what he has to say about it. Yeah. So uh, that's it. I do want to mention that I will be working on bonus material for the Patreon. Uh, we will be discussing it a little bit more behind the scenes uh, to get those kind of nails hammered in and, uh, you know, screws tightened. So hopefully we'll have videos and uh, bonus stuff coming at you uh, for this month. So there you go. Excellent. Well, um, that sounds like a good uh, a good place to leave it. And sure. uh, so, uh, Joe, uh, do you mind telling everyone where you can find us online? Yes, uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash The Commentarians. It's, you can find us on Instagram at The Commentarians, or I'm sorry commentarians pod and you can find us on twitter at the comments pod so there you Excellent. go and of course patreon.com slash the commentarians and yes. stream us at ravencreeksc.com slash the commentarians where you can get all your raven creek uh social club uh podcasts a lot of great stuff going on there yeah yeah and and more to come no new, no specific news on that, but more to come there. So Absolutely. we're excited about that too. A growing so, family over there. Yes. Yeah. It's all kinds of fun. So everyone, thank you so much. And we will see you on the 15th. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Commentarians podcast, a Raven Creek social club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecommentarians. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.